0: Christmas just came early for condo investors in Ontario. Find out why on today's episode. Welcome to the True, True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening in. Andrew LaFleur here from TrueCondos.com. As always, appreciate your time. Appreciate uh, you lending me your ear for a few minutes here to listen to what I have to say. Today's podcast I want to talk about the new rent control legislation which has just come out depending on when you're listening to this as of recording it was yesterday as of when you're listening to this I have no idea but the point is that rent control is back in Ontario sort of kind of not really maybe yes and no let me explain so Rent control. Let's go back into time and do a little bit of uh, quick catch up here. So, rent control is means you can you, you, the government tells you as a landlord how much you can raise your rent by. Okay, we all sort of understand that. And historically speaking, rent control was in place for a very long time. The big boom in uh, housing and rental housing, in particular, in Ontario was in the nineteen sixties and seventies. That's when you look around um, the GTA, you see a lot of apartment buildings that are, you know, now sort of historical relics that many, many apartment buildings around that you see in general were built in that boom era of the 1960s and 1970s. So what happened um, uh, from then is rent control sort of stifled all Um, new growth in that segment of the market. We did not see many apartments at all being built from that time period, the 1960s, 1970s, up until actually very recently. So um, rent control basically killed all new apartment construction. Builders uh, and investors and landlords were not interested in building new construction because of rent control in from the 1970s, 80s, and 90s. In early 1990s, during the big recession, uh, Mike Harris government, conservative government of Ontario, comes in and they introduced something to try to stimulate more rental housing being built. And that was the so-called 1991 loophole, um, which it used to be known as. So that basically said any new construction built Uh, New rental uh, units built after 1991 would not be subject to rent control. And interestingly enough, we started to come out of the recession in the mid-90s, and the housing market started to take off really from the mid-90s all the way up to today. We've seen pretty much steady growth every year, save a couple uh, mini recessions here and there from the mid-90s to today. And... All the new housing that uh, new housing units that have been built after 1991, and of course that's the vast majority of the condo market in Toronto, were not subject to rent control. But that all came to an end in 2017 with Kathleen Wynne and her fair housing plan at the end of April in 2017, about a year and a half ago. One of the big things in, in that was reintroducing rent control across all properties in Ontario. So the getting rid of the so-called 1991 loophole. So condo investors could no longer increase their rent by whatever they wanted. They could only increase their rent by what the government told them they could, uh, that we could increase our rents by which again is typically around the inflationary rate as they say inflation is according to their Uh, measures of that around 1.82 percent sort of a range is the most you can raise it per year so rent control is back it has been back Uh, it was sort of a dark day for condo investors in a way when that happened certainly a very dark day for tenants when that happened well yes and no Um, if you already had a place and you were locked into a lease it was a very good day and uh, it meant that your your rents could not be increased as long as you stayed in the same property. The landlord couldn't raise your your rents more than 1.8%. But if you were one of the unfortunate people who needed to find a place to live or wanted to move for any reason or were new to the area, whatever it was, if you're looking for a place to rent, it was actually terrible news because the supply of available apartments available has dramatically gone down basically people are not moving right rent control is locking people in place if you know your rents are not going to go up you tend to not want to move anywhere else because real inflation as we know is much higher than what the government says it is and out in the the marketplace of available rentals the rental the new rental rates have soared since the fair housing plan came into place so in a way it did what the, the that legislation did what it was intended to do, which is it locked in rents for most people, people already who had a place. but the flip side of it, it made rents absolutely soar for people who did not already have a place. New rents absolutely have soared in the past year and a half up you know by double digits for sure um since that was announced, and basically. The more time that goes by when you have rent control, the less likely it is that somebody's going to move from their apartment or their condo because they are just increasingly over time becoming further and further um, ahead of the game, so to speak. Their rent is further and is is less and less and less uh, off of the current market rates, so you're never going to move and tomorrow you're never going to move even less than you did today. So rent control is horrible. I've talked about it many, many times on this podcast. Uh, my position is very clear. Most investors would agree with me. It's just not a good thing for um, for the market. It's been, you know, studies have been done around the world, uh, you know, there's so many quotes about it. Uh, I think it was Benjamin Tal or not Benjamin Tal, it was some economist who said, you know, rent control is the the best way to destroy a city short of a bomb, basically blowing the whole thing up. Rent control just absolutely decimates uh, cities and it, it, it creates a horrible situation for anybody who is looking for a place to live in that city. Again, if you're already in a place and you, you don't ever want to move, it's great for you. Um, if you believe in the free movement of people, um, and, and, uh, just the ability for people to, um, move about and, and, uh, just change places where they're living easily and quickly and without great cost, basic principles of capitalism. In other words, um, rent control is horrible. Anyways, that's the background. So what's changed? Well, what changed everything changed. And at the same time, nothing changed yesterday. Um, the conservative government comes out with the, their announcement. Uh, they're making a bunch of changes to amongst other things. Rent control is one of the things they talked about and the big changes they're, they're proposing and the legislation is obviously going to go through and there may be some tweaks to it perhaps, but it is a majority government. So probably it's going to pretty much be as they say it is, and it's just going to go through. Um, Rent control is gone for new units as of yesterday, November 15th, 2018. So that means if you have a basic, you know, from what limited information we have so far, from what I understand, they're basically saying any new unit that has not been occupied before November 15th, uh, 20, November 15th, 2018 will not be subject to rent control. So. A lot of people got very excited when they heard this at the initial outset um thinking wow rent control is gone in ontario it's not really gone it's only gone for new units created after yesterday after november 15 2018 so in a sense as i've been telling people a simple way to think about it is 2018 is the new 1991. 2018 is the new 1991 so whereas the old loophole was any units built after 1991. Now everything between 1991 and and 2018 and everything before 1991, that's all still subject to rent control. So basically as of this moment, 99.99999% of all dwelling places in Ontario are still subject to rent control. And a year from now, that number will still be 99%. And two years, three years from now, the number will still be, you know, 98, 97. It'll be a very, very, very high percentage. It's only the new units that have never been occupied before, um, before November 15th and any future subsequent new units that have never been occupied before, those are not subject to rent control. So if you're an investor, you have existing units that are way below market value that you're rented out. I'm certainly in that category. Uh, where you have units that are $200, 300 $400, 600 $800. i have heard as much as $1,000 recently below current market value rents on a monthly basis. There's, there's nothing you can do other than continuing to wait for that tenant to move out so you can bring those rents up to market value. Uh, that property will always be subject to rent control. Even if the, the tenant moves out and you bring somebody else in, It's not a new lease as of November 15th, it's a new unit as of November 15th that is not subject to rent control. So anything in your existing portfolio of completed occupied units investors, that is still going to be subject to rent control. So this is only for your new units that you have not taken possession of yet, that no one has lived in them yet. If you go out and buy a resale property, if it's new to you and you've never had someone occupy it as your tenant, it doesn't matter if 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 it's an existing property that somebody has lived in that property before, whether it's you, the previous owner, the previous renters, the whatever, that is always going to be still subject to rent control. Okay. So that was one point of confusion. A lot of people were were wondering about. So hopefully that brings a little bit of clarity to the rent control and what it is. So the question becomes, um, who does this policy actually benefit? Well, it benefits almost no one. And this is really the key point that I want to drive home to you in this podcast. If you're still with me here, sorry for the long uh, explanation and intro to all this, but hopefully that gives you a little bit more clarity of how we got to where we are today. But the key point I want to drive home to you is that almost no one will Benefit from this almost no one will feel any effect to this because again, it's only moving forward on new units So like I said every single unit except for maybe, you know, a very small handful of units that happen to just take Possession of uh, people are taking possession of these new units today um, in Ontario besides that every single dwelling unit In Ontario is still and always will be according to the current legislation subject to rent control. Okay, so the only people that this really is benefiting is anybody who's buying or building new rental housing that does not yet exist. So obviously this is a podcast for condo investors that is. Very good news for pretty much anyone who is listening to this right now. It's great news for condo investors who are buying pre-construction condos who haven't taken possession of those yet. So for myself, I have a bunch of units that already exist. Those are gonna be subject to rent control, but I also have a bunch of units that I haven't received yet that are in my pipeline of, of units for my portfolio that I'm taking possession of in 2019, 2020 and beyond. Those units, I'm happy to, to say, will not be subject to rent control. So I will be able to increase the rents on those units after the lease term is up, presumably, not at any point in time in the middle of a lease term, but same as before, where after the initial lease term is up, uh, most lease terms are a 12-month lease. So after that 12 months, I'm able to increase the rent by whatever amount I wish. I'm not subject to increasing it by what the government tells me I can increase it by. So it's great news for condo investors, but condo investors are a very, very, we are a very, very small um, portion of Ontario. Um, So again, this, it on the surface, it seems like it's a big thing, but really it's not for most people, but it is for you and me you're listening to this podcast you most likely are a condo investor somebody who has units coming in their pipeline that they haven't taken possession of yet or somebody you're researching and you're getting ready to buy that first condo and so this is good news for you if again it's another another reason why we love investing in condos and buying new condos as opposed to buying resale i got that question again Uh, yesterday I believe I get it all the time should I buy resale or should I buy new well here's yet another reason why you always when you're investing in condos you always want to buy new so buying new buying pre-construction will guarantee that that unit will not be subject to rent control Um, but if you go out and buy a resale condo even if it's a brand new condo uh, that somebody you know if, if there's a tenant in that condo then you are subject to rent control forever. So, um, a couple key, you know, some of my takeaways from this, um, other than that main point that it's great news for condo investors, early Christmas gift for us in a way. Uh, it the co- it 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 does a couple of things. One is it t- for condo investors, why it's so great is it, it now it takes away the worry, the concern, um, takes the pressure off you from getting that first tenant in there when a new building registers and you've got hundreds of units with hundreds of investors, all trying to rent out their places at around the same period of time. There's a concern that, and you know, it certainly does happen where rental rates are sort of driven, sometimes pressured down below current market values because you're just competing against a lot of other landlords to get that first tenant in place when the building is brand new, when you first get your keys. So, Obviously in an, in a, in a rent control environment, you're concerned that, you know, you're instead of getting 2000 a month for that unit, you let it go for say 1800 bucks a month just to get it rented out. So it's not sitting around empty, but then you're locked in at that low rate and you can only raise on the 1.8% or whatever it is on that low 1800 below market value. So you're always you're just falling further and further behind, but without rent control on those units now it really takes the pressure off you can just go ahead and get that unit rented out because you know after that first year you can raise the rent if your tenant doesn't move out you can raise the rent to market value uh, after that first initial year after that term the lease term is up and so it really takes the pressure off you and a feeling like i'm going to be stuck below market forever no Um, if the market has moved up uh, if you are below market, you have that uh, ability to raise rents up to market value if you choose to. The other thing is, it it takes away the pressure and the worry of getting a deadbeat tenant. Right? If you if you have a if you have a terrible tenant um, in that in your new condo unit, if things aren't working out, if if they're just not a good fit for you, if they're not paying the rent on time, if they're destroying the property, whatever it is it gives you as an investor another tool to potentially get that tenant out and get a new tenant in place by simply after again after the lease term is up you can issue a notice that their person's rent is going to be increased by whatever amount you wish and either the tenant is forced to pay that amount or they have the option of leaving and going somewhere else so it gives you that ability again where if if you have this have a a really bad tenant situation and you want to part ways as of right now under rent control there's really no way for you to evict that tenant unless they just stop paying rent and you go through the whole um, or they're damaging the property intentionally then you go through the uh, eviction process through the courts but that can obviously take a lot of time energy and effort This way, you can simply issue a notice of rent increase to whatever amount you wish, which would either force them to pay up or to leave. And you go your separate ways and you get a new tenant in there. So again, that's the beauty of not having rent control. Those two things for condo investors, very good news for us in that regard. It's rewarding uh, those of us who are continuing to, and if you're listening to my advice over the past year and a half, as I've talked about how do we respond to rent controls and investors? Well, we just need to keep buying, keep building our portfolio, keep getting new units um which will take advantage of the higher and higher rents. uh Another point is that I think at the end of the day, my analysis of this it's mostly a political move um and probably a pretty savvy one by the conservatives. uh It sort of plays to their base um on the on the right wing to sort of say, yeah, like rent control is gone and people are getting very excited about it. Um, and on the left, the le- you know, the other side of the spectrum, people are freaking out and saying, oh, rent control is a horrible thing. It's it's going to ruin us all. It's a it's, uh, cruel and uh, unusual punishment kind of thing. But there, I think the left is going to calm down and realize uh, actually as I said, like this affects almost no one in Ontario. It's a very, very small percentage. It will take many, many, many years for there to be any sort of, you know, in terms of province wide, for there to be any critical mass of properties and and tenants who are not subject to rent control because it's only from new properties moving forward. So it's gonna take many, many, many years for, um, for the effects to be broadly felt by this. So the left is going to calm down, even though they're freaking out and the right is rejoicing and everything, but they're going to also calm down and realize, you know, this doesn't really do anything except again, for those of us who are new condo investors, um, we do benefit. We will benefit. We're, we are going to feel the effects, uh, and the benefits from this, you know, for all those units we're getting in 2019, 2020 and beyond uh it is good news for us but again we are as condo investors a very very small portion of the population we um you know in the broad overall ontario sense we are like a drop in the bucket right but it's great for us um it's really great for us it's good news so that's you know i'm i'm very happy about it and excited about it personally But when i take a step back and i take off my condo investor hat and just put on my how is this for ontario sort of perspective it's a drop in the bucket like it doesn't really again most people are never going to care even most real estate investors most real estate investors are not buying brand new properties in a broad sense across ontario they're buying existing resale properties uh, and renting those out so again even in the real estate investing world it is not affecting most people and most people are not going to see any change but we are not in that world we're talking specifically in the condo investing world so it's good for us some of the questions that are coming up is what you know how do they define and a big question is you know what what about buildings that are partially occupied so i know of some condo buildings downtown for example like 87 peter street downtown the building is currently partially occupied. So some units have got occupancy already and people are living in there. Some units have not got it yet and they're getting it, you know, in December, January and so on. So is the whole building going to be subject to rent control or not? Or is it go unit by unit? Is it just the actual individual unit? Um, that's a point of clarity. We, we need to find out on how that will work. Another question people are starting to wonder and ask about, will this drive demand from the tenant perspective? Will, will tenants be driven to want to get into older buildings? Um, because the older building, if you get into an older building, you, are, you know you're not sub, you're, you got rent control, so you know your rents are not going to go up. Versus if you look across the street at a brand new building, you go into that unit, you know that you're going to be uh, subject to rent control. My comment on that would be a couple things. One is tenants, renters, they always want to be in the newest building. Again, this is why one another reason why we invest in condos. Condos are commodities. The newest buildings are always the most in demand. People like new things. People want to live in places that no one has lived before. It's a good feeling. It's like new car smell, new car feeling, you know, the same thing with condos. Like you get into a brand new condo that no one's lived in, it feels great versus going into a condo That's been lived in and roughed up and smells like the last guy, whatever, you know, there's always going to be appeal. The appeal will not change for new properties. The other thing is that, uh, again, it's a supply issue, like very little turnover in existing old rentals that are under rent control because it's controlled. Like you're most likely below market value. Like this is the whole problem in the first place. People who are in Rent control units are not moving. Nobody's moving your tenants. If you have tenants out there, you know what I'm talking about They are not moving. You're asking them. Hey, how's it going? Are you gonna move out? No, I'm not gonna move out because I'm way below market value So that's gonna continue. So will tenants try to get into old buildings? Maybe but there's nothing available in old buildings, right? nobody's moving in old buildings. So Uh, Good luck. Are they gonna just say no, I'm not gonna go in a new building No, they're not gonna say that they're gonna go in whatever they can get because there's no supply anywhere Like we have a major supply problem and this is why rental rates are still gonna continue to rise uh, At an above sort of normal way above inflation sort of a rate the other question is will this drive big-time demand from investors to get into pre-construction condos Right? Because investors are saying, Hmm, I can buy these pre construction condos now and, and that unit will not be subject to rent controls versus these other types of investing will and other properties that I'm looking at will be subject to rent controls. Uh, to that, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it certainly won't hurt uh things. Uh the market the pre construction market in twenty nineteen may benefit uh, you know, from that you know increased interest in new construction perhaps uh we'll see we'll see what happens in 2019 i don't think it's going to be anything you know major but there there may be some increased interest in buying new and buying pre-construction from the investment sort of community because of this we'll see what happens uh and the other big question is you know is this going to stir more purpose purpose-built rental right the pension funds and and the big builders Will they start to build more purpose built rental? I do believe they will. I do believe that, you know, the trend that we saw that occurred after the fair housing plan and when the fair housing plan was coming in about, um, you know, a lot, a lot of these, uh, like they were going to build a rental building and then they decided, no, we're switching it to condo and we're just going to sell these things off. We saw a lot of buildings do that, um, with the introduction of rent control from the fair housing plan. So I think we will see more and more investment money from the big investors look at putting in more purpose-built rentals um, because they know it's not going to be subject to rent control. I do believe that we will start to see that. And again, just from a macro perspective of where the city of Toronto is going and the direction that we're going as a market um, it's becoming very expensive. So uh less and less people can be can afford to buy more and more people over time will be renting similar to other big cities around the world so i think you will over time see that the the big developers will over time shift more and more and more not overnight but slowly more and more towards building rental buildings and away from building condo buildings because it's um, that's just the direction that our market and the maturity of our market that's where things are going so, um, you know, and, and just interesting looking at the debate back and forth on Twitter, uh, about all this and the, you know, how do we solve this problem of, of rentals in the first place? And maybe I'll just finish with that and with some, some thoughts on that. The real problem is not, you know, this whole, like, it's like, do we need more supply? Do we need more, you know, reducing demand? It's the real problem. It's very simple the problem that Toronto has and the reason why rents are increasing so much is very simple. It's called immigration. Uh, we have too much immigration. If you believe in keeping prices down, the solution is very simple. Just stop immigration. Um, stop new people from coming into the city. The city is growing too quickly. We cannot build enough new housing to accommodate the new, the people that are coming in. It's very simple. Uh, so you can look at, well, let's, let's uh, you know, it's, it's, we've got to get rid of the green belt. It's a supply issue. We've got to remove red tape um, so we can build, you know, 50 stories instead of 40 stories and add more supply to the equation. We've got to increase interest rates so we reduce demand. You can look at all these different things left and right and, and we can we, let's tax the rich and, and take that money and, and build housing for the poor, you know. You can go that, that way, this and that, but it's very simple. It's just immigration. We, we are growing at the fastest rate of any city, you know, probably in, 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 certainly in North America, um, potentially in, you know, like the Western hemisphere, the, 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 the first world, so to speak, we're growing very, very fast. And so we just cannot keep up with the growth. It's very simple. So if you really want to solve it, just that's what you need to do is just stop immigration is that ever going to happen no it's of course not it's federal government policy it, it's it's just you're never going to it's never going to change like we we need that you know it, it's we need the growth to occur um immigration is is you know we're not slowing down immigration we're increasing immigration the problem is only going to get worse right so I'm just you know i'm just sort of sort of make it's a bit facetious, facetious facetious there we go uh here but my point is just that it's there is no solution to this problem this problem will continue and so we as condo investors can continue to benefit from this problem that exists by uh continuing to invest in and, and buy rental condos because we know that rental rates will continue to rise over time because we just can't meet demand and more and more people are coming into our city every year we will continue to grow and as we continue to grow and continue to not build enough new housing to accommodate that growth prices and rents will continue to rise and that's why we are still bullish on this market and why we continue to invest here so uh there you have it that episode ended up being quite a bit longer than i thought but hopefully you uh you got some value from this hopefully you um got some insights into what's happening and hopefully you got if you're a condo investor especially you're encouraged to keep investing you're happy to hear the news about uh no rent control on your future units coming down the pipe and um yeah and hopefully uh if you if you are thinking about getting into investing that this is something that's going to also just encourage you to get off the fence and jump in If you have any questions or if you'd like to know how you can start investing in condos or where to start or what to do or how to build your portfolio even more if you've already got units, again, you can always find me uh, by email andrew at truecondos.com or you can call or text me at 416-371-2333. And until next time, happy investing.